Hey guys, in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the secrets to running a five-star rated review business online. It's no surprise that people today are going to be looking you up. They're going to be Googling you. So I'm going to be sharing with you how I've been able to create two businesses with over a hundred five-star reviews. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jade Hernandez, a camouflage tattoo artist and educator. I help beauty bosses effectively market their business and become the authority in their field, close more leads and make more money. In the past six years, I've launched two successful beauty businesses to multiple six figures with over a hundred five-star raving reviews and several media press spotlights. While most marketers will tell you to hustle and work harder for success, I'll show you how to create more value from the inside out so that you work less, make more, and truly expand and transform your business and life. This is the Beauty Expanded Podcast. This episode was inspired because I have been getting lymphatic massages to help sculpt and bring down the swelling after my tummy tuck. For those of you that don't know, after you have a tummy tuck, you're pretty much swelled for months, I believe on average three to six months. So it's highly recommended that you break down that scar tissue, you try and keep that scar flat, but more so the swelling and the sculpt and waist training helps not only by wearing compression garments throughout the day, but also getting lymphatic massages that can help move those fluids from your surgical procedure and all that swelling out through your lymphatic system. I'm always a little surprised that so many people miss out on all the small details that are actually pretty simple to do once you become aware of it to run and create a five-star rated and reviewed business. Business that people are super stoked to review, who want to review it and share their amazing experience and tell other friends But more importantly, actually take the time that it takes to post a review for you and your business. And this is something that I've thought about for a while. And I'm going to share with you where I have learned these little tips and tricks um, actually from the restaurant business. So not even in the beauty business is where a lot of the things that we do behind the scenes invisibly. So in a way, it's almost an invisible method to create and run a five-star rated business. Some of the experiences that I've had recently in the service business for lymphatic massages made me become even more aware that people are missing out on all the small details. That's what inspired me to do the episode today. So one of the things I wanted to take a look at is, are you able to read your client? What I mean by that is, what's your emotional IQ? Can you read energy? Can you make eye contact with someone? Can you read between the lines? For example, when someone says that they're okay, but yet their body is squirming and you can kind of tell that they're in pain, or if they say that they're really excited or they're doing okay, and yet you can sense that there is an anxiousness or fear the tone and inflection of their voice, are you able to pick up on all those small things that really add up to the big things? When I think about being able to read your client, first of all is when they arrive, I always welcome them by their name to make them feel welcomed, to know that they're a priority, to know that they're our only client and that we are expecting them at that particular time and moment. The other thing is, is that we welcome them with a smile 
they're getting their bearings straight. They've never been to our studio. We immediately ask them, do you need to use the restroom? We try to make their comfort our highest priority right from the moment that they walk into our space. And if they do have to use the restroom, let us show you. It's down the hall to the right. Can I get you a water? Would you like a juice? So we immediately make an effort to make them comfortable. It gets really hot in Arizona during the summertime. Having a nice cold water bottle offered to you is always a nice token of appreciation. Other things that we then look for is in session. Are they comfortable? Can I get them in a position where I can talk to them effectively, but then also in a position that they're going to be comfortable laying on or sitting in for the next couple hours? I read their body language. My assistant is really great at this. There's a lot of times where I'm extremely focused on the design and application of her areola tattoo. And my assistant can pick that up from not only me, but then also be able to talk to my client, ask conversational questions, make sure that she's comfortable. If I'm intensely focused on the actual tattooing technique itself and my assistant notices that my client is squirming or maybe a little tense because she has a hindsight view of their facial expressions and I'm working on their back, for example, my assistant will immediately pick up onto that and ask them if they need a stress ball or if there's anything that we can do to make them more comfortable. Oh, was that area more sensitive? Was that painful for you? And then at that point, she can help me adjust so that I can still focus on the tattooing, but then she can focus on my client's comfort level. The other thing that we do is we really like to verbally go over the post-care instructions. So after they've signed the consent forms, even though we give them a post-care sheet for them to take home, we do like to verbally go over their post-care, after-care instructions, and then ask them, do you have any other questions? Does that make sense? We give them an opportunity to ask questions before we tattoo them. When we are camouflaging their stretch marks and scars, we like to go over the color that we choose after matching them and explain why we've chosen this particular color. Are they okay with that? Does this look good for them? We give them that color swatch so that way they can put it up against their skin and just really feel comfortable and get to a place that they are prepared for us to tattoo them. The other thing about your client is some clients are going to be more chatty than others. Some clients want to veg out. They want to just relax. Sometimes they want to take a nap. It's not always the most comfortable circumstance to be getting tattooed. And some people like to talk while they're getting tattooed as a way to distract themselves. Some people just like to be on their phone and some people just like to be quiet. So we follow their cue in order to make it an experience that's going to be more enjoyable and conducive for them and their mood than it is for us. So I am completely comfortable with silence if a client doesn't talk much and is quiet. And yet I know that there's probably some of you who are very uncomfortable with silence and feel the need to fill it with useless conversation. So some of these things that I'm talking about require a keen sense, a sixth sense. So I'm not talking about necessarily what you see because that is important, but more so what are you reading from what you are seeing? Some of these lymphatic massages that I've been into recently, they're really bad at this. They're not able to read what I need. I feel like I went to one lymphatic massage place and she wasn't able to read my body. She couldn't identify, even though I specifically told her this one side is more swell than the other. 
And yet she still continually worked more on the side that didn't need work. So to me, that doesn't make me feel good as a client that's paying over $100 to get a lymphatic massage. When I know I'm telling you that this is one side that needs more work and you're doing the complete opposite. Not only that, but as you're making conversation with me, you're not reading that I'm just here to relax. I'm here to unplug. I'm here to get back in tune with my body and to get serviced and catered by this technician. And she's just yapping away, asking me a ton of questions. And the worst part is she wasn't listening to what my responses were. So in this particular lymphatic massage session, she literally asked me three times what my husband did for a living. And that begins to get frustrating and annoying because she's not listening to me. I had a session with someone else who's really sweet, but she's so high energy and very distracted that even though her sessions are more effective and I had a better lymphatic massage experience from her than the other place, she wasn't able to meet me where I was at. So her energy is very scattered, it's disorganized, it's a little chaotic, and that doesn't really make for an enjoyable experience for what I need. So then when you are asking for someone to review your business and to leave a review, it's not something that people are going to be excited to do. One of the questions that I'll get asked from a lot of artists is, how do you get people to write reviews about you? That's what I'm going to be diving into more in this episode, because it's one thing to ask for a review, but it's another thing for someone to want to give a review. Literally, people will leave our studio and ask us, how can I leave a review? I want to tell all my friends, and I think you can even tell by our reviews that some people go really into depth. They're not just leaving us five stars and one sentence. People are leaving us paragraphs about their experience with us. You want them to become fans. You want them to become advocates for your business because they believe in you, because they have such an exceptional and amazing time with you that they feel like you deserve to have a great review because that means you're able and capable to serve others and give them the same experience that you gave them. The goal is that it becomes important for people to leave a review for you because they want your business to grow. A lot of that emotional IQ stems from your own awareness, your own self-awareness. You being able to understand your own emotions, you being able to understand what makes you feel comfortable, what makes you not feel comfortable, what makes you feel anxious, what makes you feel secure. Those are the things that if you have greater awareness of those things within you, your own triggers, you're going to be able to read that in someone else. If you're completely self-absorbed and consumed with all the things in your life, being self-consumed and self-aware are two very different things. If you're self-consumed, you're consumed by all the things in your life that you're not capable of being aware or in tune with your client because you can't get past your own shitstorm. And that's really important. That's not something that I can just give you a list of how to make eye contact, how to welcome people. I mean, I can, but it's going to hit you differently. It's going to transfer to your client very differently if you innately are much more aware of what's going on emotionally and internally, mentally within yourself so that you're able to pick up all of those invisible things when you're in your client's presence and you're feeling their energy. 
The other thing in running a five-star business is that the details really do matter. All the small details. So I really got this idea when I went to a Las Vegas restaurant years, 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 years ago. It was a really nice fine dining steak restaurant. And I remember sitting at that restaurant and I, I typically always wear black. And on the table settings, they had white cloth napkins. And I remember the server coming around, getting our drink orders and replacing my white napkin with a black cloth napkin because I was wearing all black. That small detail, I had never experienced that ever before. And now I actually experience it a lot more when we go to nice fine dining establishments. I think the word has spread, but 10 years ago, that was unheard of. I just remember thinking, how cool was that? And it made sense because those white cloth napkins are being laundered and can create little white flakes onto black clothing. So instead, they took the authority and the keen sense to just replace it with a black cloth napkin so that I didn't have any white residue left onto my clothes. The other thing about that restaurant is we were there for hours. Which, by the way, I love doing that. It's like one of my favorite things to do is just have dinner conversations that last for hours and we really take our time and enjoy good wine and good steak and food and all of that stuff. But anyways, by the end of the evening, I was pretty cold. So I remember just kind of shivering. And at the time, one of the guests that I was with had asked if they could just lower the AC. And instead, they're like, oh, we actually have shawls. So then they gave me a shawl to put over my shoulders. I was wearing a dress so that I can enjoy the rest of the dining experience being comfortable. I was completely blown away. When we notice that our clients are really cold, we have blankets that we can give them and it's only one time use. And so we'll wash them that evening. And even though that may be a pain in the butt, it's worth it to give them an enjoyable experience. All those small details. When I think about details because of that restaurant experience, I am really keen on keeping our studio very clean. We are constantly sweeping the floors, mopping them, dusting, even dusting the windowsills. We have candles burning constantly because I want someone from the moment that they walk into our space to notice how good it smells. That is one of the best compliments I can get is the minute that they walk in oh my God, this space is so beautiful. It smells so good. I literally will have students that are like, I just felt really good when I walked into your studio for the first time because it just smelled so good. And yes, we do have those smelly good plugins, but there is something romantic that of a real live burning candle that creates not only an aroma that is really pleasing and fresh, But I feel like that candle actually burning is very soothing. It's very calming. It's romantic. So that's why I prefer candles over the plug-in smell-ins. When you go into my tattoo studio, you'll never see ink splattered on the floors. Yes, that happens when we're tattooing, but the floors are always clean. And those are the things that I'll look at when I'm walking into a permanent makeup or tattoo space is how are their floors looking? Is there dirt? Is there trash? Are there ink splattered all over the grounds? I remember when I was renting a studio suite, those floors in particular, the way that they were colored, you could see everything on those floors. You could see every scrape from my boots. You could see ink spills, little dots of ink splattered. You could see hair. You could see eyelashes. It was crazy. And so my floors are a little bit more forgiving and it was something that I was aware of when I was picking out our floors for the studio. But at the same time, I will notice eyelashes. I will notice ink stains 
And those things really do add up. I literally have had clients tell me that they booked a consultation with me because they were reading my website and it had zero grammatical errors and how they were reading someone else's website that had a ton of grammatical errors or how they would come into my studio and notice that the picture frames were all lined up evenly and that none of them were crooked. It's crazy, but those small details really do add up. And same thing, when I go into a space, if their bathrooms are dirty, that leaves an impression on me and it's not a positive one. When I walk into a space, if they're handing me something that's greasy and oily, I'm remembering that over the great experience that I may have had. Those small details really do add up and that's what stands out to me even if the session and procedure was effective. We'll even have people compliment on the paperweight of our consent forms. We do have a printer in studio but it actually makes more sense for me to print out our consent forms in bulk at Kinko's and they automatically print it out on a higher quality cardstock than what I have with my own printer. And I will literally, it amazes me, but I will literally have people as they're signing their consent forms compliment me on how thick my paper is. Not only that, how does your session flow? Are you organized? Do you have a system placed? I'm taking the lead in my sessions. We have a flow. They are welcomed. We greet them. We give them a water bottle. We ask them if they ate, if they need need to use their restroom. We then ask them to make themselves comfortable. They're here now. Relax. I'm going to have you take your time. Read over the consent forms. We'll go over the post care after you're done. After they completed their consent form, we're reviewing them. I'm now verbally going over the aftercare instructions, asking if they have any questions at that time. We may have them undress into a robe. We then look at their stretch marks or scars. We take photos. There's a whole entire process that we have them go through, which is very structured and organized. The structure and protocol is consistent with every client that steps into our studio. Not only does it make the session seamless on our part so that we're not forgetting to take before and after photos, we're not forgetting to take signatures, all of that stuff, But more so, it relays to the client that we run a very professional business. That structure, those boundaries, is what actually makes them feel really comfortable. We show up on time. We're always prepared way early in advance before a client gets there. We have the tattoo chair already taped up. We have our workstations set up. Everything is sanitized because we want to show them that not only were we expecting them, but that we're also prepared for them. The last thing that we're really, really good at is following up with our clients. I have my assistant follow up with our client the day after we tattoo them just to check in, make sure that they got home okay, that everything's all good. And then we check in with them a week later and then we check in with them bi-weekly after that until they're fully healed. So we're with them every step of the way through their healing journey. And that's what makes us stand out among so many of our competitors. The follow-up was actually inspired at a restaurant. One of the restaurants in Arizona calls you the day after your reservations. Usually I don't pick up, but they will leave voicemail. It's usually the hostess that says, hey, thank you so much for dining at our restaurant last night. I just wanted to call and make sure that everything was enjoyable and up to your standards. I hope you enjoyed a great evening. That to me, it takes only a minute to do. The minute you input that number, you call, leave a message, takes like what, less than a minute? And yet it leaves a long-standing impression that's worth well over the 60 seconds of effort it took to do that.
That's how we get our clients to rave about us. That's how we get our clients to want to leave reviews about our business. And I did this also with my airbrush tanning business. If you think about it, when you get an airbrush tan, they don't call you the day after to check in to make sure that everything is to your liking after you've showered. Those were the small things that made my business so different than other businesses. What I love about my airbrush tanning business is when I sold it to the new owner, so she's still in business, she was able to take, I believe I had like 150 online five-star reviews. And last time I checked and we had talked because we still keep in contact, which I love. She's amazing. And it's been so neat to see her take the business so much further than I ever could. But I believe three years after she had acquired the business, she had over 300 five-star reviews, which is awesome. And not only that, but she expanded upon what I used to do. So when you get an airbrush tan with her, she has hair nets for you. She has disposable underwear for you. And one of the small things that we would do with our airbrush clients or that she still currently does is when you get an airbrush tan, we will literally take a baby wipe and wipe down your fingernails. So that way the tanning solution doesn't affect the color of your nail polish. Or if you're not wearing nail polish, it doesn't begin to tan and discolor your nail bed. We would literally do that gently. And it was those small details I remember when I was tanning that people would always rave about. Oh my God, I've never had this done before. Wow. And we would literally wipe the heel of their foot, the back of the heel, because our feet tend to be really dry. And so anytime your skin is really dry, it tends to soak up tanning solution and it gets really dark in those creases, which then makes it very obvious that your tan is fake versus natural. So those are those small little details that we would do and they made for the bigger picture. They made for the entire experience that people loved and would get them to come back. And not only that, but would rave and tell their friends about. I would get so many people who would tell me, your tans are so detail-oriented versus so-and-so's tans. Oh my God, this has been the best tanning experience I've ever had. You guys are so thoughtful, methodical. You guys really take your time. Versus my other tanner who literally would tan me for in like five or 10 minutes because we would set up our appointments to be about 20 minutes long or 30 minutes long. Those are the things that I would start thinking about. One of the other things I should mention that's really simple to do, but I think a lot of people miss this, is not being on your phone. So while I'm with a client, I'm never on my phone. You won't see me texting in between our conversations or if we're icing her. The only time my phone is even in the room is maybe in the beginning if I'm comparing her before and after photos in front of her, but then I will have my assistant move that phone outside of the session room so that I'm not even distracted by it. So if for some reason someone does ring or text me and it's not on vibrate, which usually it is, but again, it's just one of those things that we minimize the risk of just to not break that connection between me and the client. And I just think it's out of respect. You know, I think it's kind of rude and there's no reason that you need to be attached to your phone constantly. You're not going to see me having a conversation or texting someone in front of a client, nor in my trainings. When I'm at my training, my phone is with my assistant. 
unless I'm purposely showing them something, maybe a before and after transformation, and I'm letting them know my method of camouflaging that particular scar. But for the most part, you're not going to see me distracted by my phone. I am present to my students. That's one of my highest values. I'm present to my clients when they're in front of me. So they have my time, they have my attention, and I think that's really, really important. Nothing says you're not important than someone texting in front of you and not listening to what you're saying. Inspiration can come from so many areas and places. A lot of my care for attention in the details stemmed from my own dining experiences at these really amazing restaurants. When you begin to implement these changes and people are commenting and they're being very specific about what you do so differently or what they really love about your business, that's a great opportunity to ask them. I'm so happy to hear that. I love hearing that. Thank you so much. Would you mind taking a couple minutes today if I sent you a link to share that online? The reviews really help grow my business. That's the other part of this whole piece is that you need to be able to ask for a review. People may not necessarily think of that. When you ask someone for something, I feel like most people do want to give back. So all you have to do is remind yourself to ask for the review, make it really easy for them, send them the link by text. So all they have to do is just click on it and leave you a review. The way that we ask for review is we just simply say, we would really love it if you could share your honest experience with us today. As of recently, we've just been having a little bit more fun. We got these candles custom made from a local candle maker here in the valley. And she even labeled them for us, like these cute little jars of candles. And so now we're gifting our clients in gratitude for choosing us. We're gifting them these candles as just a bonus after every session. And that's been really fun because I love to give and just seeing them receive that as well. So you don't have to do that. I was getting five-star reviews even before we brought on the candles, but those are just some of those creative things that we're having fun with. This is our business and I want you to have fun with it. That's what we're doing, but by all means, you don't need to do that. Just do what lights you up, but more so importantly, I think just from some of the service sessions that I've had recently as a customer is I'm just seeing a lack of awareness. That's really the biggest thing is become more aware of what's going on with your clients. Be in tune with them. And that's only possible if you are self-aware and not consumed. Usually when people are self-consumed, it is victim mentality. But I'm just seeing a lot of people missing out on all those small details. And I'm seeing a lack of regard of other people's energy, of their needs. People are really bad at listening these days. These are simple, simple things. Maybe this is a wake-up call for some of you. I would look at some of these horrible customer service experiences that maybe you've experienced and just double fact-check that it's not happening in your business. So, all right, guys, this one was a shorter one today. And I hope that helped, and I will see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd love to connect and help you more. If you have a question you'd like for me to answer, please send it to jade at studioconceal.com. That's J-A-Y-D at studioconceal.com. And I might highlight it on my podcast. 
I find what's often personal is most general. So if this episode helped you, please share it with a friend who may need the encouragement and inspiration. I'll catch you on the next one.